Alright, you ready to have a good ass show? I have a feeling this is going to be an exceptional show. Alright, hey, here we are. We're back again. It's another edition. It's another episode of my show. And Brandy, you're a fine girl. What a good wife you would be. But his life, his lover, his lady is the sea. It's that guy over there. Yes, it is. Well, of course, he is again, as he usually is talking about Alex. Um, Alex finds himself very, very confused as to why he's a, a, a wife, a lover in the sea. But sometimes no, that this, guy over there throws you a curveball. It's Jake and someone doesn't listen to what I said. So anyway, but, <laughs> hey, when you go back and when you listen to this episode, you'll understand what I said and you'll think, wow. I feel that. That resonates with me. That resonates with me. Thank it you, might Jake. resonate. It Thank might. you, Jake. Thank that that's such a great <laughs> allegory for my life. I'm so glad that you brought that to me. <laughs> Thank you. You got but, me. But unless that me. if that doesn't happen, you know, then we'll just move on from it. <laughs> <laughs> it will never be brought up again. But anyway, Alex, tell these people where to get us on the internet outside of Podbean where they may have found us. That's true. So outside of Podbean where you may have found us, uh, we're also um, on the the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitter, the Patreon, the iTunes, the Spotify. Um, we're, we've we've also submitted to Google Podcasts. We are now. We are live on Google Podcasts. We're live on Google Podcasts. Google definitely does things faster than Spotify. That's Spot a factual statement. Google just had it already when I went to look, uh, and it was like, "Hey, submit your your podcast for Google for Google Podcasts." I typed in our RSS feed, and it's like, "Yeah, we got you." I was like, "What?" I was like, we, "It's like we got you, homie. We know about Google, you. We know about Google's you." Like, no. We know these guys on the come up. We know, we know. They've so done basically, fifty whole episodes. Of all of those things, if you search Red Arrow Productions or my show with Alex and Jake, you're gonna find us. You're gonna find us, and we're there. It's we're here. We out here. We're 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 entertaining because I mean you're listening, so you got to think we're at least entertaining. Well, we're we're <laughs> attempting to entertain. I don't know if we're That's entertaining fair. yet. That's we fair. Are. Maybe maybe we maybe we fail this episode, yeah. but. For 51 before it. Oh, man. We were solid. So, this is this is the episode that jumped the shark. No, <laughs> <laughs> hey. this, no I'm actually very excited about this episode. Um, we, we have our next in the series of interviews with interesting dudes. And for the first time, uh, we bring in a professional athlete to the to the fold. Um, originally, you know, we've had we have had now a Ph.D. Uh, award winner. Um, and Dr. Nicole Hams, we've had uh, a former teacher of mine, former colleague Chris Deridix, he's been on here, and a, a, a friend of mine, Dean Westwood, who told us about his time uh, in the Oregon State Penitentiary. So if you want to hear those interviews, go back, check out Interviews with Interesting Dudes. This week we've got Zaid Abdul-Aziz, who spent time in the league from 1968 through 1978 throughout the league. So very interesting, very cool story. I have his book. The title is Darkness to Sunlight. Um, I'm not a dude who does plugs that I don't believe in. Um, I hope you guys uh, know that well enough about me. I've read mm -hmm. about two chapters of this book, and it's very engaging. Um, it's it's a very fun read. Uh, Zaid's style of writing is a lot like the way he you'll hear him speak. Uh, very, very warm, very conversational. So uh, if you want to get a copy of his book, by all means, get in touch with us. I will post his email address also if you want to get in touch with the author directly. Um, and we are going to do some promotion for this as well. Going to put out, uh, put a little, put a little oomph behind it. Try to get, uh, get yeah. some stuff out there. So uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, but before we get to that, we, we did want to tell you a story uh, from from the, the annals of history of Alex and Jake, well before my show was was even a glimmer. I know it's true. It's true because the so the 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 best part is and and I just put this together. So this this uh, entertainment outlet that we we procure you know we create every week is my show with Alex and Jake, and. With, without without ever connecting these dots until this exact moment, Me, I was I today years that, old. <laughs> I, I realized that for for the longest time, um, 
we, you know, we, we met of course through a mutual friend of the show, Adam. And, and, and what happened was whenever Adam would hang out with Jake and something cool would happen, and then I would hang out with Adam after that, he would obviously tell me the story because it was an entertaining thing. And it would always include the phrase, my friend, Jake, this is, this is my friend, Jake. So, so me and my friend, Jake, we were hanging out and he would go on to tell me a story. It was usually funny or, or, or shocking something. Right. And so, eventually, and meanwhile, I, meanwhile, while this oh, is all yes. happening, I am, you know, I'm also hanging out with Adam and, you know, we're, we're playing games like a uh, ball, which, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. a very esoteric game. It's brutal. It's a savage brutal. game. Brutal. But he would he would tell me like, dude, when I was playing Yugurt Ball with my friend Alex, like I did I did I pulled the atom, I did the move, and I was like, oh wow, dude. He's like, yeah, I got three atoms in a row. And yeah. Like this is a part of the show that nobody knows what we're talking about, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It'll it, come it'll, around. It'll all make sense. It'll all make sense. But so, so this whole time, I'm hearing about my friend Alex. And then I'm obviously my friend Jake, right? And. Um, I mean, I'll be honest. I don't remember the first time I actually met Jake. I think we were playing football at Autzen. No, we knew each other way before think, Autzen. Yeah, you're first right. off, we played in the Machowski Center before Autzen, True. so by default, we met. Wh- but we met, like, I mean, Year, I don't want to say years. years before. Like, it was we were definitely like true homies by the time we were playing football in the Machowski Center true. for sure. That's true. So we met forever. But I think it was just a random thing. You were at Adams. And I kind of came over. We were playing probably like basketball in the driveway or something. Nothing crazy. Like it was a standard meeting of of people, right? So and naturally, I, it's like, oh, hey, it's my friend Alex. Yeah. Oh, you're my friend Jake. Cool. And we we get along. Everything's great. And then after we have met, after we have hung out on a on a handful of occasions, the Months three down of us. the road. Yes for yeah an extended period of time i would still hear stories about my friend jake adam was always so specific in that oh yeah this this <laughs> happened when i was hanging out with my friend jake and i kept having to be dude i've met jake he's, a, he's my friend too like he he and i have exchanged phone numbers like <laughs> we know each other He's not like sorry to burst your bubble there adam he's not only your friend <laughs> Jake has other friends, and I am one of them. I, and he, I, I am one of them. He would get embarrassed because it was like, at that point, it was such a habit and just an instinct to be like, oh, yeah, my friend Jake. Right. And, yeah. and it's, it's super funny because, like, one of the dudes that, that I work with is, like, I've kind of forced him into doing the same thing because, like, he, his sister-in-law is, is currently living with him. He's doing it for the summer. Uh, not, you know, not a big deal. But mm-hmm. he's for the first like two or three days when he would tell stories, he would bring her up as my favorite little sister-in-law who's living with us. <laughs> and so That's way too long. Yeah. And so like after about the fourth or fifth time of him doing this, I was just like, you know what, man, you have to call her that every time from now on. And so <laughs> if he's telling me a story and he's like, Oh yeah. So my sister-in-law was over. I'm just like, who? Ah, uh- I, I'm just like, I, I don't know who that is. And he's like, oh, oh yeah, sorry. My, my favorite little sister who's living with us. That's so hilarious. Like, my friend Jake, one quick little boom. My friend Jake, three words. My favorite little sister-in-law who's living with us. I was like, that's a lot of qualifiers, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, like, that is that is a baseball that's stat. That's a baseball full, stat. That's full family baseball stat right there. He's like, she's my favorite little sister-in-law who lives with us. On a Thursday in July, on grass, partly cloudy above 75 degrees, facing a 1-2 count using a hickory bat. Against, yeah. <laughs> against left-handers, with runners against, on first and second. Against left-handed relief pitchers. In the, in the closing innings. <laughs> yes. Exactly. That's when he bats 400. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. <laughs> he's one for one. <laughs> Batting a thousand against those. The great, he, that's a guy. That's the kind of guy who takes that stat to the to his his meetings. Like, hey guys, uh, and all this shit. I'm I'm a I bat a thousand. I'm the best hitter in this situation. You need me on this team. Yeah. Somewhere right? Scott Boris is like, yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, right. He's like, you do need him on your team, and you will pay too much for him. <laughs> you pay way too much money. <laughs> <laughs> you that's bastards. Awesome. 
<laughs> That's so funny. I can't like before before pre-show. I think I had actually mentally moved on from my friend Jake. Like I hadn't thought about that in a long time because the phrase "my friend Jake" now means you to me. Like right. It's it's evolved to that point where like I now only... tell people about my friend Alex. <laughs> I will say that the 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 I I only find myself having to qualify your existence, um, whenever I'm discussing something that could like potentially equate to my coworker, also named Jake, and only to a handful of people who know that I podcast with Jake, and I work with Jake. Right there. Two different Jakes, and sometimes situations come up where I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, talking to Jake the other day, and like the pre-wife will be like, wait, which one? Oh, podcast Jake. Podcast you know, Jake. Or, or work Jake, right? So for in a very small like baseball-type like trivia, baseball stat point in my life, you have become podcast Jake. Fair enough. Hey, I mean, hopefully that dude and I never meet in the crucible of competition because that dude's <laughs> going to become Jacob. And there, and that's not a stain I wish on anybody, but I'm 31 years old and I'm still Jake. That's all I have to say. It's funny because I'm pretty sure work Jake, his, I'm, I'm reasonably confident his legal name is actually Jake. <laughs> like you would force a Jacob upon him. That exactly. is, that is completely... It's... Like, like that's, it, that's what I'm about, know. dude. I kick ass and take names and give those names to other people whose asses <laughs> I've kicked. Somewhere there's a Jacob that is missing, and Jake is about to become him. Exactly. I just I just <laughs> appear behind him like it's the one, like I'm Jet Li in the one. Like, nothing personal, kid. <laughs> it's over. If, if, if you would ask me this morning, hey, uh, at some point throughout your day, are you going to talk about Jet Li's movie The One from the early 2000s? <laughs> Which featured the song "Drowning Pool" by or, or or "Dead Bodies" by Drowning Pool. Bodies. I would say, simply bodies. I would say no. I will not be doing that today. <laughs> and you but would then have been wrong. It happened. How did you come up with the one? I don't know. I you know it wasn't. I I reference Highlander for too frequently. Dude, the one was like was probably like irrationally my favorite movie for like six months. I thought that movie was so cool when I was like, whatever, whatever year it equates to a freshman in high school or something. Like I thought that movie was so badass. You see, I was still at this, at that point I was still all about Jackie Chan. I was still, I've you see, and I've always been about the comedy, man. I've always been about the comedy style and we'll, and we'll get into that next week. We, Oh, next week is a spoiler show. It is spoiler show. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Next uh, week. Siren sound hit it. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. Yeah, let's let's talk about this and we'll get it to the get it to the interview. Okay. Uh, yeah, next week. So the the following show, we're we're putting out the warning right now. You have been warned. If you come into next week, if and you don't know, not our fault. You only have yourselves to blame if you aren't ready for the spoilers next week because we're telling about you, telling this to you a week in advance. True. What what are we hitting them with? We we've got three things we're going to be talking about, and we're going to be spoiler heavy. Spoiler heavy. Spoiler. He we may have preemptively named the episode already. <laughs> like this week's episode is not up for grabs because it's interviews with interesting dudes for right. Right. But next week might be spoiler heavy already. Might have already named it, but uh, but the the first one is Last Chance You. The the newest season was on Netflix. We're coming in at Last Chance You. It's time. It, I, I'm hot. I'm ready to go. Like I've been. I've, I've been, been ready. heated. I've been ready for this. Like that one. That one's been ready. And uh, I'm not cooling off about it. No. I'm being honest with you. Um. Anyway. Yeah. We, <laughs> as you can one. tell. What else? We, we, we almost had the podcast right there. Uh, <laughs> the, the other one that we're going to be doing, Ant Man and the Wasp and the Wasp. Um, Ant Man and the Wasp. And the but I've I've definitely got feelings about it. You haven't seen it yet, so I haven't told you my feelings. Not. But uh, b no. b believe you me, sir, we're both going to be coming in equally, if not more heated. I mean, I I might be willing, I might be willing to find time in my schedule to go see that movie. And, and if you don't, the, I'm I'm going to make you mad with how mad I am. Okay, I might I might I might have to. Because 
It could because we basically agree. Spoilers for the spoilers. We basically agree on Last Chance You. We're we're, we're on about ninety nine percent of the same page. Pretty much. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll vary a little bit, but that's just conversational sake. That's going to be fine. But it might be it might be good for us to coincidentally be on opposite ends of the spectrum for Ant Man and the Wasp. In the waves. I might have to go. I might have to go see. I've I, I enjoyed the first one. Hey. I thought it was an entertaining flick. Yeah. Paul but Rudd, I like Paul Rudd a lot. Yeah, so. Paul Rudd. I've I've discovered that Paul Rudd is like one of my favorite comedic actors, and it's just from the fact I, I just watched like three or four movies, and like everything Paul Rudd did made me laugh, and I was like, yeah, yeah. this guy's funny. And he was in a Halloween movie, which is one of my favorite horror series of all time. Oh, there you go. But uh, thirdly, tertiarily, and not and lastly, yes, we will be talking about a, a movie that I have seen that you have not, titled "Sorry to Bother You." Uh, yes, it's. It had it, it surprisingly had Danny Glover for a short period of time in it, and he did drop the "I'm getting too old for this shit" line, which you know got a cheap pop from the crowd. Of course, yeah, it has to. But uh, yeah, I've got I've got a lot of feelings about that one. Um, it's it it mm, yeah, we're gonna talk about it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I love it. I love. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I like our spoiler episodes. Yeah, they're fun. Especially when we put them out front, we're like, hey, spoilers are happening, so you can't be mad at us. Like, I will even put it on Instagram, like this episode, brought to you by spoilers. I do I do have to say, as we, as we do on this show a lot, we shout out Kevin Smith. My favorite spoiler alerts ever are on his podcast, Fat Man on Batman, where they commonly talk about nerd stuff, comic book movies and things like that. And they'll do, they'll make reference to movies and... Like two weeks later, right? Infinity War comes out, and like two weeks later, they they start going in on Infinity War, and they go, wait, 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 spoilers, spoilers. And Kevin Smith always says something along the lines of like, if people in this room listening to this podcast haven't seen Infinity War yet, they only have themselves to blame. Like, that's fair. Course, yeah, of course we're gonna talk about Infinity War on this podcast. It's been two okay. weeks. Yeah, but... you have to have seen it. Like that's it's that's like. Hilarious. It's my my rule. You have you have seventy two hours to watch a TV show. Yes. If the TV show's on Monday and I talk to you about it on Friday and you're like, oh, hang on, I haven't seen it yet. I don't care. Yeah, that like like you can tell me on Friday to not talk about it with you because you haven't seen it, but you cannot get mad at me for overhearing something. If I if I tell you. Uh, uh, yeah, so it was crazy when Snape killed Dumbledore, and you're like, oh my god, I haven't seen it. Like, okay, there's no possible way that I could know that you haven't seen it. It's like, it's like if you're like, oh man, it was so, so crazy when Vader was Luke's father, and so I was like, oh my god, I haven't seen that one yet. You're like, that's not my problem. That's not my problem. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to try to fix that issue. So... But. All right. Well, hey, let's let's get this thing to this interview. Uh, from from here on, it's going to be myself and Zaid Abdul Aziz on First Street. Oh, also keep in mind, I, we were sitting out in front of a Starbucks on First Street in Seattle. So uh, I did my best. So bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, without further ado, we bring to you this interview with an interesting dude. Let me tell you, I know a guy. His name is Ed. Yes, sir. Ed sold his computer company for $56 million. He lives in Scottsdale, Arizona. Yeah. So he's a very good friend of mine. So when I see Ed, I tell him, I said, you know something, Ed? You got, you got deep pockets. Mm-hmm. He said, you're right. I said, yeah, but you got short arms. <laughs> he said, I'm going to keep it that way, too. That's how, he, that's how he got the pockets so deep. Yeah. <laughs> he got short arms. His short arms and deep pockets is how you stay rich. <laughs> My problem is I got the short pockets and the deep yeah. arms. <laughs> I like that, man. But you know, I, one thing that was was interesting to me, I was, I was. You said it was John Jay. John Jay, I'm gonna show you. I, uh, I bought some stuff to show you. Oh, I can't wait to see it. As I was, as I was going this through. This is gonna. Was, oh, oh let, let, let me tell you something. How do I explain this? There's one thing about me. I had enormous competitiveness. Uh-huh. I was very competitive. And this is why I'm going to tell you the story. Because I'm very competitive. When I was drafted into the NBA, I went to the Cincinnati Royals. But they had two superstars. They would have one two superstar on that team. Who was it? Oscar Robertson. Exactly. But they had another guy there. So I'm coming from Iowa State. 
go into that team. They had another guy on the team. He was a forward. What was his name? I don't recall. Jerry Lucas. Okay. Ohio State. You heard of him? Yes, sir. So I'm so I'm coming from Iowa State, and that's 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 the person I'm trying to get his jaw from. Okay. They didn't treat me very nice. Undoubtedly, yeah. They treated me very very bad. The, the coach will put me for one minute, take me out. One minute, take me out. The number one pick. They treated me very bad, bad because I was coming from the Big A conference, uh-huh. going to the, the Big Ten school. Oscar Rapper, University of Cincinnati, Jerry Lucas, uh, Tom Van Osdale, University of Indiana, all these players from the Big Ten. So uh, uh, they got rid of me. Uh-huh. And they stripped me to the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay, Milwaukee Bucks had a superstar, right? Who was it? That would be Kareem. Right, right. So another problem. Right? Playing your position, never, too. Yeah, I never was the person that went to a team, the closest where I became the superstar was Houston. Uh-huh. That's where that's where I I got a I signed a, no, a three-year no-cut contract with the Houston Rockets. So so I had some permanence. I really played well for the Houston Rockets. Yeah. I didn't go to the superstar level because uh, we had some our team wasn't that talented. But I held my own with every center in the league. And then I come to Seattle. They have another superstar, right? Spencer Hayward. So I was—I could never be a superstar. You were always the number two. Or the number two, but that's okay. You know what I learned? Huh. Teamwork. Teamwork. I learned teamwork. Okay. Something you don't see these days. You don't see it anymore. So I was a team player. So any player that ever played with me, he will tell you I was a team player. There you go. Yeah. So I—I I got the opportunity to watch some of your highlights. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers? I don't know if there's that one. You were, you were with Kareem at the time. I think you were with 76, Philadelphia 76ers. And I was bouncing. I got nine rebounds yes. in one quarter. Yeah. I'm bouncing around. Yes, sir. But let me tell you something very interesting about that. Because I could jump real high, a lot of coaches could, didn't think I could shoot. See, I took those shots. Uh-huh. They wouldn't pass me the ball because there was a rumor going around about me. But I was only doing what the coach asked me to do. Get the rebound. That was my job. So I could I could really do anything. Uh-huh. I had a jump shot from anywhere, 25 feet, any any anywhere. I had a bank shot anywhere. Mm-hmm. But I would I would only do it if we needed it. Yeah. So what the what the coach told me in Milwaukee, the late Larry Costello, he said we brought you here to rebound. I said okay, but I never even cared about shooting. The word got out I couldn't shoot. Oh. See. So that's why I like that. That that, that 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 little two minute thing. Yes, sir. Yeah, when I'm, I got nine rebounds in one quarter. See? So that that means nine rebounds in one quarter. I would have had what's that? Thirty six. Thirty six. Right. It's a lot. Some teams don't get thirty six. So, uh, but I'm proud of that. Yes, sir. I was able to adjust myself, but I never became a superstar that I should have been. I can show you stuff stuff here, blow your mind. I'm certain that we. You see, you see when I outscored well? Yes. See? He got seven points. I had 21. I had 13 rebounds. He had what? I had what? How many rebounds did I have? 13? 13. I think he had 11. Yeah, see? So that's Will Chamberlain. So I held him to seven. There you go. Defense. Right? 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 So that's what kind of makes me kind of sad that I never got the recognition that I really deserve. But... Hopefully you can help me with that. I would, lo- I would love to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I, I'm not one to push my button. Mm-hmm. I'm only saying it now because I, I feel bad about not, not being where I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. as far as my career was is, is concerned. Right. Okay. That's, that's fair. So one, one thing that I noticed in that is how fierce of a rebounder you were. Like yeah. Watching, yeah. watching you play... It was like you were playing at a speed different from everybody else. Exactly. You were jumping up and down. Right. And as I was doing a little bit more research, I saw you had the nickname the kangaroo. The kangaroo. Is that a nickname that you liked? Did you kind of hold on to that? I had two nicknames. Okay. One was dynamite. Okay. And one was kangaroo. Okay. Two years ago, I was supposed to be doing a, uh, a documentary on kangaroo. Okay. A company got in touch with me, a guy owned a company, uh, a, 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 a produ- production company. We lived in Bremerton, and we were supposed to go do a documentary. Uh-huh. I took him to meet my lawyer, and my lawyer said, okay. He said, documentaries don't make that much. 
He said the total you'll probably get on this is a couple of million dollars. Oh, wait a minute. That, that that's not good. that much. That sounds good to me, right? Okay. Sounds good to you, doesn't it? It sounds real good to so, me. So, but what happened? The guy who did it, who was going to set it up? Yeah. He had manic depression. Oh no. And he couldn't do it. The sister had committed suicide. Read that. Most of us students know that our school is relatively new. Millennium Brooklyn was only founded in 2011, but some might not know the building it's located in has a long history. It was built in 1902, after all. Imagine the hundreds of students that sat in the same classrooms you've sat in. Here are the four most notable of your predecessors. Number one, yours truly. Let's see. And then, <laughs> holy cow. Drafted in nineteen sixty eight to the Cincinnati Royals. Zaid the Kangaroo spent ten seasons in the NBA, variously part of the Royals, Milwaukee Bucks, Seattle Supersonics, Houston Rockets, Buffalo Braves, and Boston Celtics. He retired in nineteen seventy eight with a career total of four thousand five hundred and fifty seven points and four thousand sixty five rebounds. He is currently a drug and alcohol abuse counselor in Seattle. Right above six-time Academy Award nominee Thelma Ritter, top billing over Thelma. Uh, keep going, Thelma Ritter, pro uh, probably best known for her role. Thank you, as Birdie in 1950s All About Eve. A Brooklyn native, Ritter spent her 20-year acting career racked up in a record six nominations for Best Supporting Actress, as well as a Tony Award. She passed in 1969. Moving on, holy cow! Uh, I. Isidore, is that Isidore? Yeah, Isidore. Isidore Isaac Rabi, winner of the 1944 Nobel Prize in Physics for his discovery of nuclear magnetic resonance. Isaac Rabi was born in Austria-Hungary, his family emigrating to New York less than a year later. After a brief stint in the Manhattan Project, though later opposing the development of the hydrogen bomb, he chaired Columbia's physics department from 1945 to 1949 before serving as chairman of the president's science advisory committee. He died in 1988 after a long battle with cancer after being examined with an MRI, a technology he had laid the groundwork for. He remarked, quote, I never thought my work would come to this, end quote. And Henny Youngman. Henny Youngman. What? But, but I, I don't know whether. But anyway, you see? Yes. Isn't that amazing? I, I actually did have this down because you were. You had that down. Yeah, I wrote this we're down. We're on the because, same page. Yeah, you were, you're listed as the top, as the, you know, the top billing for that school. Exactly. Like, like how does that make you feel? It makes me feel wonderful that they, they, they acknowledge me and they're proud of me. Over a Nobel Nobel yeah, Prize winner. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with that or actress. It means that they're proud of me. That you did well. Yeah, they're proud of me. That's that's incredible. See, that's all I care about. They're proud of me. That's that's great. I I would like to. I'm, I'm, that's funny. You had that. Yeah. You had that. Yes, sir. I had it wow. right here. You're, you're strong. Uh, John Jay, top notable alumni. How does that make you feel? This question right there. Oh wow! <laughs> it makes me feel great. But I'm going to tell you something. I need, to, I need to show you this. <laughs> okay? Uh, let me see. This is Fulton Street. Yes, sir. And hopefully we'll go there one day. I would love to. You're a good guy. I know people who are good. And I know people are full of crap. Something I learned. This is Vanderbilt Avenue. Uh-huh. And this street is probably the most... This is... This, it's Atlantic Avenue. Okay. See that? Yeah. My house was right here. My apartment building. It was right here. If you came out of my apartment building, my school was over here. John Jay was here. You heard of Prospect Park, right? Yes. Beautiful. This is Prospect Park. Okay. This is John Jay. Zade's apartment. Now, you didn't get a chance to read my book. Now you're going to see Zade's apartment. Okay. I'm in the book. You're going to see it. Yes, sir. 454 Vanderbilt Avenue. Okay. So, anyway. So, here. Right. Big factory here. They built tires. Okay. It's now a school. But when I was a kid, I would walk up here, come out of my house, walk up here, and I would see them making tires. Right. They would take this... They would take like a big blob of rubber, throw it in a, throw it in a, a press, 
you know, make it like that, and then they would take that into another part and turn it into tires. That's it. Automobile tires. Yeah. I used to sit here and watch them do that as a little kid. Okay, so now, come out of my apartment. Go up here. I'm not the capital. Go right here. You know what? The, it takes, takes me about 10 minutes to get there. If I walk, five minutes after I ran. Guess what that is? I don't know. Barclay Arena. That's where they put Barclay? Exactly. Wow. Exactly. That's Barclay Arena. So come out here. I'll go over there, there, right? Yeah. I'm not finished. Here's George A. High School. Okay. This is Prospect Park. Uh-huh. In my book, you see, I used to write miniature ponies there. You got the library there. You got the museum of natural history. It's very nice. Yeah. You go up, it's, it's like a loop. Very beautiful. We'll go there one day. I'd love okay. to. I yeah. promise. We'll go there one day. You'll see it. But guess what happens? A bus now, because there's so much history there. They have they have a, a you know you know the bus like in Los Angeles when you get on the bus go to the home of the stars right right that, that bus does that so it comes out guess which way it goes this way it goes down this way it goes down Vanderbilt Avenue right and it goes by and there's there's a there's a, there's a light right there so so what could be said in the future is you know, when I pass away they say that's the home of Zeta Zeta Dunaziz was born here. <laughs> This is his home. Well, as a bus. There you go. Because that's a sight bus. True bus. And they come from, no, it's not a school bus. It comes from Manhattan. Oh, And wow. it takes visitors around Brooklyn. Oh, wow. So it's it's a tour bus. That's incredible. Like the duck. Yeah. yeah the duck. Yeah, yeah. That's the same thing. That's, in, that's amazing. But, but, but when I was there, I saw the bus. And I was over here. I was like, I was at my apartment. Because it's not there anymore. Uh-huh. I was kind of like, where'd it go? Yeah, where did it go? And it's not there. They're building an apartment building now, but the bus, the bus has stopped there. So in the future, it could be it could be your stop. Over here, ladies and gentlemen, is the home of where Zeta Villazizas was born. I went, wow, this is amazing. That really is. Isn't that something else? So crazy. If I could, I'd I'd like to go back in history a little bit. Yes. Uh, 1966. You would be a sophomore at Iowa State at this point. Yes. So that was the season that Texas Western won the national championship. Yes. How much of that information was getting to you and Ames? Very little. Very little of it. So even even in the world of college basketball and Kansas being in the big eight playing them in the tournament, you still were hearing practically nothing about this? It wasn't Kansas. Well, they played Kentucky in the final. Kentucky, like, oh, yeah, yeah. But early oh, on, I in Kansas, yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't know that much about it. Really? And I, I, I'm almost embarrassed. But I, I didn't see, I didn't see the structure, I didn't see the racial structure of it. Interesting. It, it never, I never saw it as a racial thing, but it, literally it was. Mm-hmm. And, and Does that make sense? It, it, can you expound on that a little bit more? I just never saw, I'm proud of it now, I'm more proud of it now than I was when I was there. Uh-huh. I'm really proud of it. That, that does make sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because there was a lot of things... I was unaware of. You know why I was unaware? And this is something that's blowing your mind too. You know why I was unaware of it? Why? I was a prodigy. A prodigy. I was a prodigy. I don't know that much about sports or basketball. Uh-huh. It's in my head. You just figured it out. Yeah. So anything else that has to do with that, like politics or race, I'm just. And sometimes I, I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Does that make sense? That does make sense. Now, I also find that interesting because, as, as you you enlightened me, at that time, Iowa State was an all-white school. And so, in a, you were, in a manner of speaking, not just in a manner of speaking, you were a pioneer in that way. Exactly. Um, can, can you talk about that a little bit? Because this was happening at that same time. Looking back in retrospect, I only can see myself as a pioneer now. But I was just a, a guy who just loved to play basketball. And then, uh, so there was a lot of things I I, I, I I couldn't understand. But what happened to me was when I met a very good friend of mine, George Hamilton before. Did I tell you about that? I don't. Uh, I don't believe so. That switched my whole life. 
This one is amazing. This is George Hamilton the fourth. Okay. He was a country and western singer. Okay. I'm not familiar with his words. Okay. You heard Abilene? Yeah. He wrote Abilene. Okay. Abilene, oh Abilene. Yeah, he wrote Abilene. Wow. And he's very well known. He's, he's a Hall of Fame. So I called a Grand Ole Opry to find out if he still was alive because he took me out to lunch. Breakfast when I was a little kid. Uh-huh. I never forgot that. So when I hear discrimination, when, when, when people talk about niggas this, niggas that, that doesn't bother me. You know why? Why? Because I know everybody doesn't think like that. So when Farrakhan would say, the white man's the devil, conversely, I don't think like that. So anyway, so he took me out to lunch when I was a little kid, and we reunited after almost 50-something years. Wow. 2004. So he was my barometer. So when people treat me like crap, I think of him and how he treated me. So there's no race at all. Wow. No race. That's a really, I, that's... There's no race at all. Because I know George. And the story, the reason I'm not telling you the story, it's in here. Right. And when you read it, you're going to go, oh, crap. This is crazy. Right? Yeah. Now, there was there was a player, uh, a gentleman who played for, for Iowa State before you. Would you mind touching on that? A black gentleman played before you and gave and gave the information for you to get the opportunity. Yeah, Hank Whitney. I'll find him right here. This Hank. Yeah, Hank Whitney. Hank Whitney... He got me into Iowa State. I, I, I owe so much to him. Yeah. He got me to Iowa State. How so? I'm probably the only Division One athlete that was taken by university. The university never saw me play. It was on his recommendation. He just said, go, go get him. Yeah. yeah, get him. And he told him, uh, he said, uh, maybe, he said, they'll call you in a week or two to give you a scholarship. And I, I asked him, I said, what's the scholarship? <laughs> he said the scholarship was when they pay you to go to school. I said, okay. I'll do that. I said, sure. They're not going to call me. A week later, they called me. And they said, well, you, you come to summer school and we'll see if you can do the work. If you can do the work, we'll give you a full boat. That's what happened. So I'm probably the only Division One athlete that was not, that was, they never saw me play. Wow. That's, and you played you play at a high level. High level. Big game. Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Nebraska, Missouri. All these schools. Yeah. So with that, being in the Big 8, I when I was, again, reading, I saw that they hadn't given out a Big 8 Player of the Year award for seven years. Uh-huh. And then in 1968, they reinstate the award and, and give it to you. They give it to me, right? What, what, was, what was the circumstances around that? Had they just not given it out? I really don't know. Uh-huh. You're the first one I've ever heard that. Why, why wouldn't they? I don't know. I looked it oh, up. Oh, no, I think you're confusing it with the dunk shot. I, I'm not they certain. the dunk shot. I, I, I've got to hear the dunk shot. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Some people think the dunk shot was bad because Kareem. Right. No, they, they couldn't contain him. Right. Some people think it was it was banned because uh, uh, they say black guys jump higher than white guys. Both of, those are not true. The dunk shot was banned we were playing Oklahoma State okay. at, at the Big Eight tournament. I took the ball off the glass and threw it down to a Peruvian teammate named Rod Duarte. Rod Duarte went to a basket kind of clum- clumsily, clumsily, and I came sprinting down. He laid the ball up. I, I took the ball out of the cylinder, and I dunked it. The, the, the Hall of Fame coach, Henry Iber, Oklahoma State gets off the bench and said, it was clear goaltending. That was goaltending. That was goaltending. The ref says, sit down, Iber. Sit down. He said, that was good. He gives him a technical. Uh-huh. Iber looks at him and says, we're going to dunk the band. We're going to uh, ban the dunk next year. I, I, I guarantee you the, 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 the dunk will be banned. Wow. The next year, he was on the rules committee. They banned the dunk. That's how it was. And I can show you the article. So I was I was the one they dunked that they, they, who initiated the dunk. There you go. Wow. I got it here. Henry Ivan. I'm gonna let you read the article. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, I'll let you read that. Yeah. So I, I guess all what when.
when uh, when you won it, was it sort of a, a validation that you had been going up against these guys? I mean, like you said, the cream of the crop, lack of a better term, in college basketball. I mean, at this time, Big Eight, yeah. still to this day. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was I was honored, but any honor that I got, I, I always diminished it. I just I said I'm just a regular guy. Right. I always self saw myself as a regular guy. Regardless of your, your exceptional skill. I your... never had a big head. I was just a regular ball player. If you ask me, I thought I wouldn't make the team. I was an All-American. I, I would say, they might cut me. That's how I was thinking. Because wow. I really didn't understand how high I was. Do you think that made you work harder? I never worked hard. <laughs> I was a prodigy. Uh-huh. You just, it just came so naturally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I never worked hard. You know, all my career, I can't remember ever getting elbowed. Really? Kansas, Kansas State, they had defenses that stopped me. It never worked. Let me show you. Kansas had a, a Don Smith defense that they would try to do on me, but it never worked. And Don Smith being your name prior right. to your conversion. Look at it. Okay, look, look what they used to do to me. This triple team. Triple team. Everybody triple, just triple yeah, coming around, helping on but the But that never side. bothered me, you know why? Okay. Oh, I can't show you here. Oh, because here. See, I'm going this way, but you know what I'm looking for? This guy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah thank you. I'm, I'm, looking for, I'm looking for this guy. So gonna, see, he's coming down. He's coming down to stop me. So it's going to be like that. So it's going to be like that. Just so what I'm doing, I'm looking for this guy. You gotta get a layup. And that's how you average what was it? 14 assists in, in college? No, no, not, not assists, rebound. 14 rebounds. 14.6, yeah, 14.6 rebounds and 24.9 points. That's exceptional. That was what I averaged. Yeah. So, uh, but it never, it was never hard work for me. Uh huh. Just, Does that make sense? Yeah, it like when when things come that easily, it just is. Yeah. What what do you consider to be I mean your greatest professional accomplishment? I'll give you three. Okay. I was picked for the Olympic team, I didn't go. Why not? There's a lot of turmoil in America. It was a Munich. I didn't go. Uh, twenty seven rebounds. Against uh, Elvin Hayes, the wow. Washington Bulls. I wanted to get 30, but I'm thinking 27 is still 30. It's pretty good. Right? Yeah, yeah. And this one, I go back home, we're playing the Knicks. I have my career high. I'll let, you, I'll let you read it. Madison Square Garden. I've always wanted to go to Madison Square Willis Reed. Willis Reed. I destroy him. You, dis- you, you destroy Willis Reed. I destroy Willis Reed. Thirty-seven points. We beat him. And, uh, Is there a better feeling than beating the Knicks in Madison Square? Oh. <laughs> I was so happy. My, my sister was there, and my dad was there. And uh, they say it was one of the it was one of the best performances ever in, in Madison Square. And for a Brooklyn kid, that's yeah, exactly. The Thank you. Sonic's blast off and last period leaves Knicks. Yeah. Going through for most of his Don okay, here we go. For most of his two previous years in the NBA, Don Smith was an average Smith. Twenty-four year old via John J. High in Brooklyn at Iowa State was a mighty Smith. Last night before the Garden's twenty-third sellout crowd of nineteen thousand five hundred, yeah, jumping Spencer Haywood, who jumped the Denver Rockets the Denver Rockets of the ABA last season was a main lure for the sellout. Wow, the six foot eight local product who moved into the pivot only recently hit for a fantastic 15 of 17 shots to just about quadruple his season average. Asking how he missed those two shots, I guess I closed my eyes. <laughs> that's ex- that's exceptional. And that, that record lasted, right? Yeah. For a long time. Guess who broke Who broke that record? Gary Payton. Gary Payton. He got broke 13 it. for 13. Wow. And the dunk, the, the dunk that I missed, I mean, the shot that I missed to break my record, yeah. snap it, I went up to dunk it, 
Wolverine's hand was in the rim. So I said, if I dunk it, I'm going to break his hand. So what I did, instead of dunking it, I did like that, the ball came out. Do you, do you find it interesting that, like... I think about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I find it interesting that the dunk was banned, and then it was a dunk that you, you know, you, yeah. you were like, oh, I can't do that now. It's interesting. Yeah. That's funny to me. Exactly. And uh, so, it's, it's this thing. Okay, now. So, remember I told you I was meditating? Yes, sir. And I saw this game before it happened. And this game being... We were down... We were down six points with about eight minutes, eight seconds, of, 20 seconds ago, we beat Cincinnati. Okay. The, the team that screwed me. I got revenge. You came back. I, I got revenge. 132 to 131. Right, I got revenge. Let me That was magic. Don Smith performed a little magic. Yeah, and that's, I, saw, I saw this before it happened. Now, when you say you saw a, a mental yeah, image? Yeah, no, everything. The whole thing. Read, read it, I'll tell you what. All right, how else could the Sonic team captain explain how Seattle overcame a four-point deficit in the final six seconds, then went on to defeat the Cincinnati Royals in overtime? Cincinnati was the team that screwed me. Yeah. So I got beat, I got payback. Well, we were down four with, we were down six point, four points, six seconds ago. So I told Lee Winfield to get under the basket. I took the ball out, and I threw him an alley-oop, right? Uh -huh. And he laid it in. Then two seconds ago, I ran behind Lee for the next play, uh -huh. and Lee uh, jumped out of the way, and the guy thought I was his teammate. He threw me the ball, and I dunked it at the buzzer. Wow. And he beat him 132 to 131. And, and, and people in Seattle call that the miracle game. They've never seen a game like that. And Bob, Bob Cousy, a Hall of Famer, yeah, in another He was the one who threw the ball to me. That's so crazy. But that was the team. Cincinnati was the team that beat, I, I was drafted by. They got rid of me and they treated me like crap. Wow. So the reason I was an average Smith was because they, they didn't give me a, a, a chance to be a, a dynamic Smith. And then you became something else altogether. Yeah, I became a dynamite Smith. <laughs> dynamite. Oh, yeah, so see, so I got them back. That is so incredible. And then I got I got I got Jerry Lucas back for, for, for not treating me right. How'd you get Jerry Lucas okay. back? Okay. We were playing the Knicks in the playoffs. Okay. We were playing a mini, a mini series. Right. That's two out of three. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm playing with Houston, right? So I got Cincinnati back. Right. Because uh, so I, I dunked it at the buzzer. This one, uh, here's a basket. Here's a court here. Here's a basket. The score is. We're, uh, oh, the score is tied. Okay. I think it was 88. 86, 80, 80, 86, 86. Right. Okay. This is a pivotal game. We played in Houston. Oh, yeah. We played in Houston. We won. It's a miniseries. Right. We went back to New York. They beat us. So it's 1-1. One, one. It's the third and final game. The score's tied. 80, 86, 86. Something like that. 76, 76. That's not important. But anyway, uh, uh, Fraser calls a timeout. And they're gonna set up a play with about. They only got 12 seconds to go. Right. Right. So what I did, Willis Reed is right here. Is that little frog right there? There's Willis Reed. Right now I, I'm, I'm, elbow. I'm here. I'm a circle. All right. I'm here. So no, no. I'm sorry. I'm here. So you're you're I'm in, in front of Willis you're Reed. You're in front of Willis Reed at the elbow. Right. Here's Fraser. I read the play. Here's Fraser right here. Earl Monroe was like here. Dave DeBusso like was here. Like that. So I read the play. So what happened? Guess who's taking the ball out? Who? The guy who treated me like crap, Jerry Lucas. You heard of Jerry Lucas? Yeah. Right? Come on. Lucas. He had a photographic memory. Jerry Lucas. So Jerry's taking out. They let him take it out. So he takes it out. Right. And guess what? I read the play. So when I read the play. I got Willis here, and I and, and when Jerry Lewis threw the ball in, this is me. I got it. Just I went down and dunked it at the butter. We knocked the Knicks out of the play. <laughs> we knocked them out. Took them I off. stole the ball here. I stole it. Uh, Fraser, I mean, Jerry Lucas was throwing the ball to Walt Fraser right here. He threw it like a lazy pass, 
If there's one thing I've learned about basketball is that lazy passes ruin lives. What do you bet? But so uh, another another bit of information. I mean, your number thirty five is retired at Iowa State. Right. Can, can you talk about what it was like returning to Ames for for that ceremony? Well, or were you there for it? Yeah, I was there. But there's something you have to realize. My friend Willie Muldrew, he was shot, uh-huh. and I never forgot that. And the person who shot him got got off. It's Willie. Uh-huh. Before you ask me that question, I want you to read the book. Okay. Because it's there. I can't tell you. I can't tell you how how this affects me more than what I put in the book. Okay. I can't tell you. You know. Does it make sense? Yes. The book is perfect. The way yeah. I feel about it. Okay. Yeah. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. So, do so what? No. What happened? Me and me and I was stayed divorced for so many years mm-hmm. because he 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 was killed. And she never went to prison. Dad worked as a physical and, and 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 the the answer to your questions is, is here. All right, I, I'll I read it. Yeah, you're gonna love it. So even to this day, me and I will stay. We're not that we're not that close. And I will stay. You would think they would take put, put my book in their bookstore. They won't. You know why? Why? I spoke about history. My book is a history book. It's not about only being. It's, it's about the times we were living. Yeah. Did I make mistakes? Yes, I made mistakes. Like all the Americans we were doing at that time, we were making mistakes. We had Woodstock. Everybody was smoking weed. You know, we had uh, Woodstock. You know, in, in, uh, you know, you know Woodstock. Yeah, the you big know, music festival. Music festival. People smoking weed. Uh, people getting drunk. Uh, we had. Uh, Cities being burned down. We had assassinations. Dr. King was assassinated. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, John Kennedy was assassinated. Malcolm X was assassinated. Bobby Kennedy was assassinated. So I was trying to make 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 heads or tails of this. I couldn't. Like most other people, you're just trying to figure out what's going on. Trying to figure out what's going on. And this was going on in the South. That's Indiana. Oh my God. So that's why I don't think Iowa State wants this book in there. I'm not. I'm not inviting anybody. Uh-huh. I'm just making a. I'm just making a, a historic note of what was going on. Mm-hmm. This is a 1930. There, yeah. Wow. See, that's 1930. It's less than 100 years ago. And what I do sometimes, I've I've blown this. I've blown that up. Yeah. And I, I was looking at the faces. Look. Faces of the people—it's just hatred. Yeah, the faces. You know, you, you read the face. I went, wow, man. So, in doing my book, I'm just trying to make a historic note. Mm-hmm. What was going on? What I had to go through. Just a note. Yeah. All right. Okay. Did I complain? No, I never complained. Uh, Iowa State was nice enough to put my jersey up there, but uh, uh, but I'm not just going to keep quiet. Right. About history, because it wouldn't be fair. It's not fair to those who, who were there at the same time. Right, right. Let me show you. I'll tell you about her, right? She, she make me meet long. Yeah, but she's the one who told you not yeah. to worry about these white folk and get your education. Exactly. Yeah, get educated. If it wasn't for her, I would have never, I would have never. Would you mind sharing that story? Well, you know, I would go to Mrs. Erskine. I said, Mrs. Erskine, I'm, I'm getting tired of this university. I said, I just, I, I feel prejudiced sometimes. I hear the N-word. She said, you're not here for these white people's aid. Dawn, Dawn, I'm sorry. She said, you're here to get an education. She said, come on over. I made you some meatloaf. I made you some mashed potatoes. I made you a pumpkin pie. I said, I'll be right over, Mrs. Erskine. <laughs> <laughs> so if it wasn't for her, I would have left. So anyway, so you would think that I would stay with, with what my book in the book. So I went back there. They took one penny. Huh. Just didn't want the, the if it paints them in a negative light. Do you think is that what it? Not really, but the picture. They might say I'm 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 saying something here. I'm indicting them of it. No, I'm not indicting them of it. I'm not indicting them of it. Mm-hmm. Just read the lyrics to this. Billy Holiday. You heard of Billy Holiday? I'm familiar. Yeah. Read, read, read what 
That's a soul zero. Southern trees bear strange fruit, blood on the leaves and blood on the root, black bodies swinging in the southern breeze, strange fruit hanging from the poplar trees. Pastoral scene of the gallant south, the bulging eyes and the twisted mouth, scent of magnolia sweet and fresh, then the sudden smell of burning flesh. Here is the fruit for the crows to pluck, for the rain to gather and the wind to suck, for the sun to rot and the trees to drop. Here is a strange and bitter crop. Okay, so that was more of a uh, historical event. I'm not indicting anybody. That was really hard to just sing it. She had to, she had to, uh, they wouldn't let her in some of the clubs in the South. They wouldn't let her in. And when they let it, they told her, if, if, if they did, if she get in, they told her not to sing that song. Wow. But she, she always did. Because when she starts, they can't stop her. Your childhood inspiration. That's excellent. That's my childhood inspiration. I can't forget these people. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, so uh, I've always wanted, I've always wanted I Iowa State to respect me. Uh, it's getting to a point now where they push me down to in the 18th grade is how you have to play. I'm not the number one anymore. Yeah. Why is that? I, I couldn't you tell you why. I, I didn't play as a freshman. The other players, they play as freshmen, so they have more points. Uh-huh. But not in reality, they only play three years. So, so they should make a note saying that Don Smith only played three years. And that was, I mean, because at that time, there was a big, like, freshmen never played. We never played. Yeah. So, so the people who, like Horner said, or Hoiberg, they played four years. Yeah. I played four years. I played three. So, so that moves them into being greater than I am. Which is, it's not. It's not right. But their their jerseys are the one flanking yours in the arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm not saying should they have been up there or not. I'm not talking about that. It's just a matter of uh, respect. Yeah. So when I went back last year, I said I'm not going back anymore because. Uh, the only person that really, really respected me there was this guy. Well, two guys. My good friend, Tom Goodman, the coach of Iowa State prom. I don't know. Show you. Guess what he said. I, what did he say? He said, we're glad Zayn could come in. He came all the way from Seattle to be here today. And I said, oh, he'll probably get in trouble. <laughs> so glad he could be here. It's like, oh, don't get yourself in too hot of water. So, what would what would your message be? I, I know that you, you have a heart for children. Um, and I, I know that there's, a, you know, every year there's a, a new crop of kids that, that have a dream of being in the NBA and, and look to you as see, see, I, I can do that. What, what would you tell what would you tell these kids? Just something else, man. done so many speaking appearances mm-hmm. and sometimes I hope people ask me questions like you ask me I've never had anybody ask me questions like that wow. it seems it seems like it should be that's what you know that's what you should ask right but I knew somebody would ask me that so I made a book for kids oh wow okay. and when I show you this you're gonna love it okay all right all right ready yeah I'm ready when I speak to the kids all kids want to become NBA basketball players. It's not going to happen. Uh-huh. But you can't tell them it's not going to happen. You, so you tell them to have a backup plan. If you don't be, if something happens, if you get hurt, you can't play basketball anymore, have a backup plan. I go, what is my backup plan? They go, you're an author. I said, that's right. I'm an author. So I wrote this book. So when I, this book is very unique. You know why? Why? I skillfully made it to grab the child. Okay. I put my picture in first. Okay. I, I began playing basketball at age nine. Thank you. Then I grabbed them, my family. Even though my mother, father, and sister are no longer living, they live on in my heart. Then my mentor. Have mentors. Have, fa- have, have yourself. Have your family and have your mentors. Mentors of my life, Coach Gene Smith, country singer George Hamilton IV, uh, Hank Whitney, and Dorothy Erskine. 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 At Iowa State, I became an All-American and chosen, and chosen one of the greatest players of all time. My jersey 35 was retired. 
Cyclone Giant and Home Finale, and this is an article. Don Smith is no giant in stature, despite his six foot eight height, but he is a giant among basketball players, a man who has given Iowa State fans more thrills and pleasure than any other cager in the university's long history. Another Alcinder, Lou Alcinder, uh, praises Smith. Iowa State's All-American Don Smith received an unusual compliment from last year's College Basketball Player of the Year, Lou Alcindor, after the spirited Cyclones suffered a 121-80 defeat at the hands of UCLA's national champions. Smith scored 33 points against the 7-foot giant and grabbed 12 rebounds. Let's see, where's the comment? Yeah, there. Elvin Hayes, or let's see, Alcindor commented after the game, they're both... They're both very strong and excellent rebounders. Said that Smith's jumping ability did not surprise him. And Smith had both are from the New York City area. So, yeah, wow. Wow. The city of, uh, city of Ames had a Don Smith night for me in my last game played against Kansas State. After averaging 24.2 points per game and 13.6 rebounds, I was selected fifth in the first round of the NBA draft. I was chosen by the Cincinnati Royals and played with Oscar Robertson. My 10-year NBA career, I had to play against Hall of Famers like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Will Chamberlain. Here's the, we've got a box score against uh, Abdul-Jabbar. It's scoring 7 of 18, 21 points, and 12 assists. A double-double. No, no. Oh, 18 rebounds. Oh, 18 rebounds. I didn't, and 21 points. Holy cow. So I have my own. This is a Will. Yeah. That's me as well. There you go. While playing for the Houston Rockets, I changed my name to Zaid Abdul Aziz and joined the 1.5 billion Muslims throughout the world. After playing in the NBA, I became a chemical dependency professional in the state of Washington. I also became a published author by writing my autobiography, Darkness to Sunlight. This is this is a quote. In the second half of the book, the basketball superstar. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want me to? Yeah. In the second half of the book, Darkness to Sunlight. Uh, the basketball superstar takes us beyond his NBA career through three more decades of his life to his coaching and counseling careers, marriages, and spiritual journey through extremely difficult times. His honesty in discussing the part of his life is absolutely breathtaking, and the reader is rewarded with insight into the strength and resilience of a great man. This is this is a review of the book by uh, who, who is the Moses Sufferer. Okay. And my book, Darkness of Sunlight, has received top five-star reviews on Amazon. Uh, Listmania, Darkness to Sunlight was called a literary success. Wow. And here's and here it is. Here's That's the, it. This is it. This is Fly high to accomplish your dream, but have something to fall back to. Become an author like me, or a doctor, engineer, mechanic, or mom. And here's another review. Uh, Darkness of Sunlight is one of the greatest autobiographies ever written. Wow. <laughs> this is not yeah. true. What you're about to read is going to change your life. I hope so. I guarantee Wow. Now, then I go this. See, I do this. The story of my life is an amazing journey like no other. I want to wish you success in your path. And if you can learn anything in reading Darkness to Sunlight, it would be to have... Oh, it would... It this would answer to your question. Okay, yeah. Then, well... It, Let's see, okay. The story of my life is an amazing journey like no other. I want to wish you success in your path, and if you can learn anything in reading this, it would be to have it would have been well worth the effort writing it. Some of my career. And then you career high or let's see, yeah. NBA high, twenty seven rebounds. 37 points against Willis Reed in the New York Knicks, held the record for the Seattle Supersonic most rebounds in a quarter with 12, held the Seattle Supersonic record for most consecutive field goals, 12, broken by Gary Payton, uh, ranks 13th of all time in rebounds per minutes played. Wow. In, in the NBA, uh, one of the greatest Big 8, now Big 12 players of all time, uh, saved Scored 33 points against UCLA, and at the time, Lou Alcindor, now Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. This is the one. And here you go. Dunk shot banned for nine years on a play by Don Smith, Zaid Abdulaziz, our guest, at Oklahoma State. Then, 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 now, here's the most important thing. When I sign it to the kid, I'll say, follow your dreams. Yeah. Have something to fall back on. Never give up, see? Then I let them see, then I let them see my family. Those are my kids. That's so amazing. Isn't that the way it is? So, 
I, I wrote this. It's a cartoon. It's a cartoon book for kids, more or less. Yeah. So, they can, so the answer to your question, that's what I would tell the kids. That's cool. All right, and there it was. That's the interview. There's number four interview with interesting dudes. Again, if you are interested in hearing more about Mr. Abdul Aziz's story, please get in contact with us. I will link his email address. Uh, his book is titled Darkness to Sunlight. It's a fascinating read. I've enjoyed it so far. Uh, but hey, thank you. We wanted to thank you guys for taking the time. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. Make sure you're checking us out on all of our social media outlets, especially Patreon. We got some stuff coming up here pretty soon that just get, you're gonna you're gonna want to be on the lookout for. So for this issue, this edition of my show with Alex and Jake, good night, universe. The podcast.